Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 157. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here each and every week to bring to you the latest that's going on in the lives of the Ravenscraft family. Talking about our journey and pursuing balance, health, running a podcast network, and all kinds of family-related stuff. Everything in between. And everything in between. Stephanie, it is wonderful to be back here once again and almost back into some sem- semblance of a routine with uh, the fact that it's no longer spring break. Nope. It's over. It's done. It's over. It's done. And and so my question is, you know, here, you know, we're getting ready to, you know, one of the things that has been a goal of yours is this one day where all three kids would be in school. Well, that's not really a goal anymore. I know. It was a goal of yours, though. It was. It was like, imagine one day when all three kids are in school, and not where McKenna's just in school half day, but she's in school for the whole day, and and wow, you know, what would life be like then? And then, of course, you know, McKenna's born, and it's like, that put that back a little bit more. Did Sorry, you, I kicked the table. Did you kick the table? Yeah. All right. I think the, the light fell over. Okay. That's all right. But... um. What was I saying? Well, no, I was, it it was one of those things where, um, leading up the whole, I mean, for months and months leading up to Matthew going to preschool, I was like, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to have, um, and really to think that at that, at that time it was going to be so cool to have three hours a day, twice a week to myself. Because that's that's how long he would have gone to preschool. It was he was going to go for for two days a week for three hours a day, and I was going to have that time to myself. I bragged about it for months, right? Months leading up to it. Well, the week that we had um, open house, we so it was like the week before school started. Um, I found out I was pregnant with McKenna, right? And I I can still hear God laughing at me to this day. I th- he still finds it very funny, um, and as do I. It, it was it was hilarious. Um, McKenna was a high risk pregnancy, so um, I spent those two hours, a, three hours a day, twice a week, at the doctor's office. That that's when I would schedule. I had to have um, you know non stress tests at the hospital and um, regular ultrasounds to make sure my fluids were okay and. Um, and that's when I would make those appointments because it was in the springtime and the hospital um, would not allow children in. So I would have to find some, you know, I would have had to find some sort of childcare. So um, I went while he was at school and uh, and it was kind of funny. So then the next thing was, you know, Kenneth's going to go to preschool and and, you know, it was so exciting to have those two days a week, you know, um, three hours a day. And then that when she was four, she went um four hours a day, four days a week. And so it was getting a little, you know, a little broader. This year has been really tough with what I call my split schedule. And, and so in the beginning of the year, I was like, next year, they're all three going to be in all day. Yes. All day. Yeah. And then God says, no, they're not. 
I didn't brag about it though. I didn't want, he really, he taught me a lesson and I don't walk around being boastful about, um, about things like that anymore. And, um, well, I, I make it a a point to try not to be boastful at all, but, um, I, I definitely learned that lesson, but, um, but I remember, you know, thinking what's it going to be like when they all go full day. Right. And, and that's not going to happen. So I think next year on spring break, Matthew and I are just going to, you know, go to school or something, <laughs> you know, no, we will. Um, I don't know what it'll look like. I, I don't, I'm not even trying to, um, I'm not even trying to think about what, the, what it'll be like. Right. So, so basically the, so, I mean, obviously the, the whole desire for the longest time was to have, wow, what would it be like to have those hours all to yeah. myself without having any of the kids here for a time of, whatever you know renewal reflection whatever the case may be and 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 so that's that's not it's, going it's to come so not that's not going to come um i think if anything it really and and these last few weeks um i've just really um become aware of how intentional i have to be with time for myself mm-hmm. and and coming into the fall when when matthew will be here all the time um it's going to be time where I'm going to have to get away and get out of the house. And because I'm not going to, you know, right now I can take an afternoon after I take my Canada school and, and just take that time to myself and either stay home and be quiet and have a cup of tea or, you know, go to lunch with a girlfriend or, or something. But, uh, but I'm really going to have to be more intentional about that time when, when the daytime is not an option. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So it's all about managing your expectations and, and everything like that and, and your schedule and, right. and just saying, hey, this this is what I've decided and this is what we're going with. So I, I just wanted to, to see if you, you know, what your thoughts were, you know, related to how our decision to homeschool is going to impact that something that was kind of a dream for you to have yeah. that time. You know, to, to think that, you know, I've been I, I've had small children at home with me all day or half day for 11 years Mm -hmm. and okay for, for 10 years actually, because I worked for Megan's first 15 months, but, um, I've had a child with me part of the day, every day for the last 10 years. And so it was kind of a dream to think of what that would be like to not have a child attached to me. Mm-hmm. But um but but this but this changes that. Right. It just means it needs to be found in a different manner. That's all. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. So for the show topics that we have here today, one of the things that you asked me to put down on the list of things to cover and to talk about mm-hmm. is something that you're very excited about and that is your BMI. I am and um the next time we talk about my BMI, I hope that I'll be even more excited about it than I am today. But um, two weeks ago, now I, I started I started weighing myself once a week again. And um, and so two weeks ago, I got on the scale and I had lost three pounds in a week's time. And then we had spring break. And when I got on the scale on Friday... I thought for certain I had gained those three pounds. Actually, I thought I gained like six, but, um, 
but I got on the scale. I had lost 0.6 pounds. I love the digital scale and uh-huh. then it sends it. Hold on. Here's here's a, a little side story about weighing myself is that um, on Friday I had I woke up early and I was cleaning the house for McKenna's birthday party and um, just running around doing stuff. And then it was time to go get dressed. Well, I always weigh myself in my birthday suit. And um, so... I did that before I got dressed. I hadn't eaten anything yet. It was still, you know, fairly early in the day. And um, so I weighed myself and then put my clothes on and McKenna's and and brushed my teeth. And then one of McKenna's friends were here. So I stopped and I chatted with her mom for a few minutes. And by the time I was done, I had forgotten what the scale said. But that new digital scale sends it directly to my phone. So I didn't have to remember. Anyway, it was it was a funny little that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I thought I had gained weight. Mm-hmm. I lost 0.6. So I was still feeling pretty good, right? Yep. And then I looked at my BMI because it also measures my my body mass index. And um, to be within a healthy weight range. Wait, basically, to, have a to healthy, be not classified as overweight. Right. To, to For it to say that I'm normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm far from normal, just in case you were wondering. Um, for it to say that I am normal, it is 24.9 to down, I, I right. pre- you know, until you get into underweight. Right. But, um, but the high end is 24.9. My BMI is currently 25.9. That is awesome. So I am one point away. I feel like it's the difference between getting an A and a C on a test. Mm-hmm. And it's like now I am determined to uh, one point, one yeah. point away from, from being um, normal. <laughs> since, we, since we purchased that scale... I actually, I have my phone right here. Can I? I'll just share with you. Yeah. Uh, because, the, uh, matter of fact, do you do you have yours? Um, pull up the, for for the first time that I weighed in. Uh huh. I'm sure I do. So here I'm. Somewhere. By the way, we're talking about the wide, the Wything scale, which, by the way, you can see a blog post I did about the scale that we're talking about, and it's at uh, gspn.tv/scale. Okay, so my first weigh in was on um, Wednesday, March, with this scale. Was on Wednesday, March 16th. Mine too. And I weighed 151.6. Okay. And my BMI was 26.9. Okay. So it's come down a whole point already. Okay. And I weighed in last Friday. I'll weigh again tomorrow. Um, But I weighed in last Friday at 146.3. And um, my BMI is 25.9. All right. So Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, March 16th. I started out at 224.3 pounds. My BMI was 36.1. Okay. All right, 36.1. My BMI today, I went from 36.1 to 34.6. Wow. All right, so I've dropped, uh, what is that? Stephanie will do the math. Anyway, what, and what did I say my weight was? 224 something? It was, it was right at 225. And I am now at 215.2. It's one and a half. So I've dropped, my BMI has dropped to one and a half points and I've dropped uh, 10 pounds. That's awesome. Since, since uh, when did we say? Wednesday? March 16th. March 16th. So just yep. over a month. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, I'm at 146 and um, 
151. So, um, what is that? That's like five pounds. Like if I drop five pounds, that should be that point. Right. It's totally doable. Totally doable. Totally doable. So, you know, I, I continue to love the Wything scale. Yeah. You know, I I know some people think you paid that much for a scale. Yeah. It's a great motivator for me. And, and, uh, you know, but I think we're at that place in our, um, in our fitness goal. Not that you have to have it. No, 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 not at all. Um, you know, but it's a motivator. it, 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 it works to motivate you. Um, I like that it tells me that, you know, when I go into the app on my phone, it tells me um, my weight. It tells me what of that is lean body mass. It tells me what of that is fat. And um, and I know it's not a motivator for me like it like it is for you. Mm-hmm. But I like knowing that information. Yeah. And currently knowing that information is a motivator for yeah, me. Exactly. And and what happens for me, how it's a motivator for me, and I'm I'm weighing in daily, you know, because occasionally I still make some pretty stupid choices. You know, it's like, ah, you know, um I you know, yes, I walked for six miles today, but man, tonight, you know, we're going out to the Chinese buffet. And it's like, what do I get at the Chinese buffet? And I was like, ah, yeah, I've got fried chicken. <laughs> exactly. It's like the sweet and sour chicken without the sweet and sour sauce. And it's like yeah, I have no how many. I have no idea how many calories I'm eating here. I know I walked today, so I'm good. But, eh, you know, and and I get on the scale the next day, and I'm up like you know three tenths of a pound. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm actually I weigh more the you know the next day than I did the day before, and that's a motivator to me, saying you know what, at least I didn't go an entire week thinking I've blown it. I, I blew it last night. You know, I, I actually gained weight last night because I ate way more calories than what my body needed. Right. But with that being said, it's like, okay, well, guess what? Now my goal isn't, my goal is just to weigh less tomorrow than I did today. And so it's, it's continually been a motivator. Right. And so since I've had the scale, I've lost a total of 10 pounds. Right. But during that time, I've had some, you know, some peaks and valleys yep. along this path over the last month. But I do know from my previous experience of, you know, tracking my weight and calories and doing it on a weekly basis, I know that when I blow it midweek and I've got a couple more days before I, I'm supposed to weigh in again, I I'm more I have had the experience where I've been more likely to continue to allow myself to blow it a little right. bit more, you know, day, you know, for three more days until I weigh in again. Right. So it's it's been helpful to me. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Awesome. And again, at gspn.tv forward slash scale. All right. That's the blog post. That's the blog McKenna's post. birthday. What did you want to say about McKenna's birthday? She is now six years old. I know. Um, and we had, we had a great day. Um, she, she was able to invite some friends over on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was difficult to pick a party day time because um, both weekends that we could choose from were on spring break and um, next weekend is Easter. And so, um, or rather this weekend is Easter. You know what I mean? The week- <laughs> Anyway. Um, so on Friday, it worked out that she was able to have some friends over. We had a great time on Monday, got to take her to, um, we had to go shoe shopping because her foot has grown and her shoes were really bothering her. So I took her to buy some shoes and, um, got her a treat and we had dinner. It was just, it was a great, um, it was a great time. It was a great celebration. Yep. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. 
Awesome. And uh, the, the one thing I can say is that, you know, she had she had this huge lead up to her birthday. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I can't, I'm not the baby anymore. And so she she really, in her mind, I think a, a, a switch was flipped. Now, of course. I, honestly, I, I believe that because um, she plays in her room with her Barbies every day. And every day she's cleaning them up when she's done. Yeah. She didn't do that before. Yeah. And and I really think that it's something is just something has changed in her that that she's not the baby anymore. Yeah. I think I, I think that that's kind of we had been kind of just saying that in passing. It's like, oh, my gosh, she's going to be sick. She's not going to be our baby anymore. Yeah. And 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 she has said she had she since once told me she goes, I wish I was still five. Yeah. And I'm like, why? She goes, I just do. Yeah. You know, and I said, well, you're still daddy's girl. And she goes, she comes out and gives me this big hug around the neck. Yeah. She goes, thank you, daddy. Right. I love it. Anyway, but yeah, I, I think, I think just the, in her mind, something has, mm-hmm. has changed. It's like that, that day. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's ready for me to take a whole new level of responsibility. Absolutely. And uh, it's amazing to think that a six-year-old can think at that, that level. Can think and comprehend that? I know. Yeah. It really is. Alrighty. Um, now the next thing I have on the list is Matthew's room is complete. It is. He Thank doesn't have, you, Jesus. <laughs> he doesn't have the new bed yet, but no. he has the new look. He does have the new look, and uh, talked about talked a little bit about that last week because I had just finished painting it, but uh, it turned out far better than I could have imagined. Um, the colors when I heard red and black, I'm like, really? <laughs> I know. It looks good, and it not only that, but it it, it looks very, it, it it looks manly. You it know, does. does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's the right word or phrase, but it does. It looks it, manly. It's, it's more grown up, and and that was that's even you know when I painted over the baby blue, and I talked about that last week. You know, it was, it it is a grown up boy's room. It yeah. is, yeah. and uh, I told him that you know we're gonna. We'll decorate the wall because we're not going to hang up the same. He had the um those peel and um peel stick, and stick stickers that were um basketballs, football, baseballs, and uh, soccer balls. And I'm like, you know, we're not going to put these back up, but we'll go and we'll find things that we can use to decorate your room. So right now his walls are are blank, just the just the color, mm-hmm. and um, but we're gonna we'll gonna decorate it, and and it's it's the room for a little man. Yep, it is very cool. Um, let's see here. So, uh, I don't have this on the list, but I do want to say that our son who has a cast on his arm, I have it right here. Oh, you have it? I put horseplay on my, on my list. He and McKenna were playing around last night and I know that you were working with Megan on some issues and, and talking with her last night. Sometimes you just have to, you know, parent one child. Yeah. And I really, I just needed a few minutes with her. And, um, and while I, I left Matthew and McKenna upstairs eating an apple, I'd really <laughs> not even the same apple. They had their own apple yep. <laughs> and, um, and I'm like, they can handle this. So they're going to eat an apple. They're going to brush their teeth because that's what I asked them to do. And the next thing I know, um, McKenna comes in, she's holding her head. She's like, Matthew and I bumped heads. And I said, okay, I'll be there in a second to check it. I was wrapping up with Megan and then I hear Matt crying. So I'm okay. He, he hurt his head. Right. And you get up there before me, the boy's bleeding. 
He's got he's got this big gash up in his eyebrow. Yes. And it's got blood protruding from it. And it's like and, and it's it's a, it's a little bit of a gash. I'm like, it is. Poor God. It's going to it'll I mean, it's going to be a pretty hefty scar when it heals. But um, I love the parenting differences between <laughs> you and I, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure had I not come up the steps when I did, you would have had him in the car on the way to the ER at that moment. No, not Yo, necessarily. Don't, don't downplay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I'm the, I did more of that I'm for the parent, his. Hold on. I'm the parent who let him walk around with a cracked radial head for a week <laughs> before I took him to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so um the, uh, the the differences in our in our parenting are um are quite different it i mean it I'm looked like, like an open gash it did, and i'm holding pressure on it and i'm like see it stopped bleeding he's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting there as like but you know and here i am i was like <laughs> he's obviously not hurt to the point where you know i think he's gonna pass out or anything right. like that so i'm sitting there it's like no you know <laughs> son Let's talk about You're this. Not, I'm like, where are your glasses? Are they broken? <laughs> Stephanie's like, is like, no, this is a teachable moment here. <laughs> Do you remember all the times dad's told you about horseplay running through the house? Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. It's like, well, you know, there's a good chance this is going to need stitches. Do you know what that means? They're going to have to take a needle and thread. Oh, you had already done the needle and thread talk before I got up the stairs. Yes. So yes. when you said stitches again and he freaked out, you had already yeah, explained I, what I that means. I told him the needle and thread, you know, he's going to, they're going to have to sew that back together my, or they might have to sew that back together. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm just telling him, he's like, listen, this is horseplay. This is, this is the consequence. I mean, do you know how many times we've told these kids you do not chase each other down the hallway. There are metal little, uh, you know, aluminum little metal things on the corners underneath that paint. And you hit that thing at the speed that you guys are running through. You're going to you're going to dent something. And it's not just the, the little plate the on wall. the wall. It's going to be your head. You're going to have this dent in your head. And well, uh, now he does. It's not from the wall. It's from his glasses. Yeah. When they bumped head, his his glasses um, were shoved up into his eyebrow and and cut him pretty pretty deep, pretty yeah. bad. Did you look at his glasses, by the way? Yeah, they're fine. Right, they are fine. Yeah. All right. Dude, I spent a lot of money. That was the first thing I checked. <laughs> first and foremost. Hold on, buddy. I'll get your ice in a minute. Let me go check your glasses. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny uh, stuff. I'm telling you, we're completely different. <laughs> you crack me up. Of course, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I see gash. Mm, let's see, cast on the arm. How much money did that take out of the HSA? We account? don't know yet. Those bills I haven't know. come in. I know. Yet. And then I'm sitting there thinking, gash on the forehead. Oh, great. Here's an. I'm going to lay down, buddy. I'm going to stitch it up myself. Get the, <laughs> get the sewing kit out because we're doing this one homebrew. Home this this, this one, is a DIY yep. product. Pull up YouTube. <laughs> how, how to stitch up an eyebrow. Oh my goodness, poor boy. He he would have looked pretty sad with stitches on one eye and oh, the cast gosh. on the other arm. But uh, yeah, we're uh, thirteen days from having the cast removed, mm-hmm. and um, he he's getting pretty anxious to stretch his arm and scratch his arm and you know yeah. move it in general. <laughs> yeah, although he is getting a scribe at school. He is. This is so cool. He um, we did, this isn't even on the show notes. No, so I just not. remembered that one. Um. I was How at cool school today. That? I was at school Tuesday volunteering, and his teacher told me that he's going to have a scribe during the state testing, 
because it's his left hand that is uh that is in the cast. So yeah. um he's pretty excited about that. So th- now this scribe is it going to so be an adult? Has, is it going to be a kid? I, I don't mean, know. I have I didn't uh it's like, Hey, excuse me. Can you pen a note to my father, please? <laughs> he did ask me to scribe his homework the other night. <laughs> and I did. It was his spelling and he he answered the um see the first half of it was finish the sentence with a list word that rhymes with the underlined word. Yeah. So I read the sentence and and then you know he told me the word and I wrote it in. And then the second half was do the opposite of the word um, from the list word. So um, I did. I, I wrote in the answers for him. Right. But uh, she was telling me that um, now Matthew switches cl- classes. He he has a different teacher for math and science. And so his homeroom teacher was telling me that she had, that the, the math teacher had come in and she's like, this paper doesn't have a name on it. And they looked at him like, oh, that's Matt's mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's just a poor boy. His handwriting is not the greatest with his left hand. Right. And it's even more bad with it. More bad like that. Yeah. April says it's not probably listening. more bad. I got you. <laughs> nice grammar there, Miss Homeschool Teacher. You like that? Yes. Uh, it will probably be a facilitator like uh, like an aide. Ethan has that for testing because he cannot accurately bubble the Scantron. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. reading from and far that, away. No, and that's Scan what it is. Scan right. sheet, yeah. So yeah. it is the Scantron is what right. they're doing. Right, and he'll, be, he'll have someone to fill in the bubbles for him. Cool. And so, so. Anyway, hey, uh, now would be a great time to say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash G-S-P-N. Although today I'm going to give you a special address to go to, to if you happen to get this before Saturday, before or on Saturday, April 23rd, because this is a huge deal. There's only a couple of these sales each year. And when they are, they are massive, When especially when you think about the 10% discount from GSPN. Uh, on It's their annual one, actually, this is their annual one-day Easter book and Bible sale. This is going to happen all day long on Saturday, April 23rd, 2011. Again, that's Saturday, April 23rd. If, if you're listening to this before then, go ahead and mark your calendar if you're listening to it uh, and it's and it's right now, Saturday, April 23rd, then then stop right now and go to gspn.tv forward slash Easter 2011. And if you go to uh, gspn.tv forward slash Easter 2011, it is going to take you to their brochure, their, their advertisement for their 25% off. And basically what Daryl said here is it's 25% off of all books, all Bibles, software, and kids' books, kids' Bibles, and kids' DVDs. 25% off. But not only that, you, you, you fill up your shopping cart and then put in promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, additional 10% off. That's awesome. My friends, this is the perfect time to go to Mardell.com, shop. Fill up the shopping cart, put promo code GSPN, and say thank you to Mardell for sponsoring our show. Thank you very much, Mardell. All right. Moving forward. Jana uh, called in, or is it Jana or Jana? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, she called in some feedback for our show, and I am going to pull that up right here and see what she has to say. Here we go. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Janet from Seattle calling in response to Family from the Heart podcast from this week. Um, I just uh, was calling to comment on your homeschooling discussion. Uh, I'm a homeschooler um, at this point in time. I'm only homeschooling at the preschool level because my children are too young to attend public school, but um, we're going to be homeschooling our children because uh, we live in uh, urban Seattle and the schools here, our neighborhood school is failing um, according to the federal government. And um, so we are opting to keep our kids home until we can sell our home and move to a better school district. Um, so I've been in the preparing for homeschooling game <clears throat> excuse me, for some time. Uh, I just wanted to encourage you uh, to keep searching uh, as you attend these homeschooling conventions. A lot of homeschoolers don't even uh, attend conventions because, um, because the curriculum there is uh, not up to their standards. Um, they don't find the experience useful. Um, I, I can certainly imagine if you're a beginning homeschooler, of course, that you would want to attend the convention. And I myself will be con- con- attending my local convention later this year. But um, I would encourage you to read a couple of books, um, which if didn't they didn't help me figure out what kind of curriculum I, I intend to design, but they did kind of give me some sort of basic overall ideas about why homeschooling is valuable and um, why it is definitely worth doing with, with students who, um, like your son, who express uh, excitement and um, about, about doing it. There's a book by John Taylor Grotto called Dumbing Us Down, which is basically an indictment of sort of an, an institutional schooling. Now, I know that you're not, you don't, you don't um, oppose public school or anything like that, but the book is actually good for framing why a lot of homeschoolers do take their children home. Um, it's also very short. Um, you can read it in a couple of hours. It's only, I don't know, it's, it's probably 120 pages, if that. Uh, there's also a much longer and less readable book called The Well-Trained Mind by an author named Susan Weisbauer, very influential in the homeschooling community. And um, she outlines classical Christian education, which is um, a rigorous form of classic education. Uh, both of those books are, are pretty useful, I think, in uh, building a philosophy of homeschooling. Um, uh, the Well-Trained Nine book specifically is, is heavy on curriculum and uh, curriculum ideas, and it takes you from preschool to high school in terms of curriculum suggestions. There's also uh, the Well-Trained Mind forums, which if you Google that, uh, you'll get a link right to it. And uh, you can read a very active forum full of people implementing those ideas. Um, not all of them are classical Christian educators. Um, some of them are secular. Some of them do kind of an eclectic approach to homeschooling. But regardless, there's tons of ideas and tons of people asking questions and soliciting feedback and um, discussing how to proceed forward, how to make homeschooling work. And these people are very, very educated, intelligent people who are not trying to give their children boring, dry, staid textbook regurgitation. So I just wanted to call and encourage you and give you those, those resources to explore if you haven't already um, encountered them. Uh, they're fantastic. And um, anyway, I, uh, God bless you and your uh, efforts, and I hope, uh, hope you guys are having a great week. Bye-bye.
Jana, thank you so much for that feedback. And I know that Stephanie wrote down the the books. Uh, she's already seen the well trained mind. I did. Yeah, but did. you wrote down the other book there uh-huh, as well. Dumbing us down. And uh, thank you very much for just the continued encouragement. Uh, and, and I, you know, I do recognize that there are several homeschoolers that have probably never attended a homeschool mm-hmm. convention. One of the things that I did not know about the Midwest Homeschool Convention that pretty much answers a ton of things in my mind is that this convention bills itself as a conservative christian themed based you know right. pr- approach to homeschooling so it, it is a very a very conservative christian you know convention and had i known that gonna going into it i don't think that i would have had the expectations of technology right you know i was thinking that wow this is the you know the entire midwest representing you know, coming together to talk about the latest and the greatest breakthroughs in the world of homeschooling. That's what my mind was. That's what you had in your mind. I did not think of this is all the conservative Christians in the Midwest who homeschool coming together to have a convention. And not and by the way, I'm not opposed to conservative Christians. I'm not. I am. I'm. I. I I probably have more conservative Christian tendencies than I do anything else. Mm-hmm. Although that I'm sure that a lot of conservative Christ, Christians would think consider me to be quite liberal in many areas of my life. But I don't care. I don't I don't like boxes and stuff like that anyway. Um so I don't fit into a box. Um but the the thing is had I known that I think I would have been less critical of the convention than I was. Right. And now that I know that, it's like, well, okay, yeah, that that answers it. I mean, it it was what it was, and for um, for conservative Christians who who particularly have a certain worldview of technology and and television and entertainment and and all kinds of other things, um, I could see where they, you know, it, matter of fact, just seeing the 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 families run with all the women with bonnets on their head and, and stuff like that, that just a lot more started to kind of sink in for me. It's like, ah, oh, I, I guess I should have recognized or realized that. But in my mind, I just thought this was just, this was all, you know, if you're a homeschooler and you're in the Midwest, this is the conference that you go to. And no, that's not what it was. It was if you are in the Midwest and you're a conservative Christian family and you're looking for a conference that supports and and um, it emphasizes that worldview and, and it's a place where you to get together with other like-minded conservative Christian people and, and homeschoolers, this is the convention for you. And it's like, oh, well, that's, yeah, I see the right. difference. And so knowing that, I want to say retrospectively, I'm less critical of the convention we went to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, to me, it does. And I'm more hopeful that the stuff I was looking for does exist. And as a result of hearing a lot of feedback from homeschooling families who have experience in homeschooling and stuff like that, there is a lot more technology and implementation and and and, right. and stuff like that. And so a lot of what I hoped for does exist and more and more of is 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 coming about on a pretty consistent basis. So very cool, very encouraged by that. Um, Judy, who I had met at PodCamp Nashville. What's that? Okay, Judy, I met her at PodCamp Nashville. Judy Graff, yes, yes. Um, 
sent you a link to Homeschool Reviews? Yes. Homes- is that, and, is and that what it se- is? And by the way, several people have. Homeschoolreviews.com, okay. I believe. Well, Judy's is the one that you forwarded yes. to me. Yep. And um, I looked at that. Now, we're, we are, we've decided on Alpha Omega. Um, yes, we're 99% sure. Exactly. And um, looking at looking at the um, Monarch, Monarch, which, which is, is the, the internet-based. Considering the potential of blasphemy, which is bringing a PC into this house and doing switched on. Right. So um, I got on there this morning. Um, Monarch does not yet have any reviews written for it. Right. But it's okay. the same curriculum. But it's the same curriculum um, and things that, that switched on has. So I was reading for, so I read the reviews for switched on and um, a lot of them are good. Some of them are really bad. Um, one that was really bad was um, written by a student and the, um, I, I'm not at the, the overall kind of feel that I got. I mean, because this student did, it, it was for a very long time and, um, they they did this curriculum for like six years or something. And uh, so the parents continued to purchase it. They continued to do it. But, um, but this, this homeschooler didn't enjoy it. And it sounded the way that it was written, that there wasn't a lot of parental involvement. I'm not looking just to give something to Matthew and just say, you know, here you go, buddy. School's on the computer, you know? Um, so anyway, what a, the whole point that I'm getting around to is that I'd like to sit down with you and read the reviews and, and we'll make a decision Yeah, because I want to have plenty of time to have our decision made, our curriculum purchased, and for me to have planning time yeah. and for me to get to know whatever it is we're going to be using right? before I sit down with Matthew late August, early September to introduce him to it. Gotcha. Well, a couple things here. Um, Monarch, you called. There's a special plan if we get the spring, you know, thing. Well, they're all on sale right now. All Alpha Omega, Alpha Omega Publications is having a 20% off April sale. Gotcha. In May, it goes down to 15%. Right. And then it'll go back. You get a discount if you buy now. Of course, the the cost of buying the material, even at full price, is is still within our budget and and what what we plan for. So it's not that big of a deal. But um, the, when, when you called on it, it turns out that you have 18 months of access to this online program for this material. Right. So that led me to think, okay, it's like, well, how, how does it keep records? I mean, is that, do we only have 18 months worth of access to? Well, it's set for 180 day school year. Uh-huh. Like it, it, its plan is that you will be having 180 day school year. I know, but is there, does it continually keep a database of records of, of grading and all that other stuff is what I'm asking. You know, it, it, it do that is on my list of things that I need to find out. Right. And so that's, what's got me thinking. It's like, well, if we went switched on instead of Monarch, you do get that vocabulary right. stuff. That's not on the Monarch that we talked about, but uh, with switched on, you'd have ongoing. It the, does keep the records. It, it does keeps the records. Grade. You, can, you can go you back. You change the grading scale if you want to. The, the other thing is though. More customizable is uh, with the PC-based, my question is, is is that something, once you've purchased that, is there anything to keep us from using that again when McKenna's at that level? Right, I don't know. That I have to ask about. You know, so so then it becomes, it's like, okay. Well, 
honestly, being the differences that there, I mean, there's four years difference. You're going to want you think the updated the, the, the curriculum, up, updated curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if like with Megan and Matthew, you know, if it were one Megan and apart. Matthew and they're one year apart in school, I, I wouldn't worry about that. But um, with four years, do you yeah. think that the, the standards and the type of stuff that yeah. they should? Yeah, maybe. OK, I get that. Um, and, and somebody asked, you know, why not? You know, why? Why bring a PC? Why not just install um, Windows through parallels and stuff mm-hmm. like that? That's certainly an option as well. Right. You know, th- something we talked about, something that we're talking about. But um, there's a part of me that would just prefer having a PC that's not connected to the internet. Right. To, to do if we, if it, cause I, I, if I have a PC I, and I have a child using it, I do not want an ethernet cable attached. Right. And I just do not want an, I don't, I, I would, if I, ha, if I did it, I would make sure that it locked down that browser, you know, that, you know, every, all the browsing would have to be done inside of a, uh, inside of a Mac. Cause it just windows is unstable. It's not, it's not, it's not a good, platform for kids to be clicking things on the internet clicking things yes so we're still in discussion about all of that but we do need to we need to schedule time to make that our focused conversation okay you've got my calendar just block it block it out and all right. I'll see it and we'll do it. All right. Okay. And then uh, also one other thing I think it's interesting, is, and this is, is something Jonathan wrote in here. Uh, he says, from what I understand, most homeschoolers are conservative Christians. And see, that that's one of, I believe that is one of the stereotypes of I th- homeschooling. I, I think it's a misconception. I don't think it's a stereotype. <laughs> I don't know that I would say that it's mis- misconception because if you say most, I would say I would switch the word and interchange the word a majority. And I, I think it's per, per, it could be possible that a majority, more than 50% of homeschool families are conservative Christians. But I don't necessarily, I don't like the stereotype of thinking that if you're a homeschool family, then you are a conservative Christian family. Right. You know, and, and, and it's almost as though it sounds like I'm afraid to be considered a conservative Christian. And, and in some ways, I guess maybe I, I, I do kind of, um, I kind of avoid have wearing that label. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. cause, cause I, you know, I, I think sometimes it can be too rigid and it can be, uh, for, for the way that I practice, my faith. Right. And, and stuff I understand, like that. I understand what you're saying, you know? And, and so I, matter of fact, if you look, if you look at my Facebook profile and you look at my religious views, it does not say Christian. It says, I follow Christ. Right. It's like, ha, deal with that. <laughs> Stick that in your denominational pipe and smoke it. All right. So, uh, anyway, I was just saying, uh, but right. I, I want to say that I don't think that, that homeschooling is just for, conservative Christians. And no. in fact, I think that, that that's the thing. If, if I think that there is value in homeschooling, I think there's value not just for conservative Christians, but I think there's value, especially when there's it's more sophisticated tools and all this other stuff. I believe that, um, I believe that uh, we can, we can actually see more improvement and, and have non-Christian families benefit from this as well. And that's, that's what I'm really hoping to see. Cool. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Cool stuff. All right, Stephanie. Next up is an email from Stephanie, mm-hmm. aka Rotter Mom, Tennessee. No, because all week long you bugged me for notes, and I added a note, and you skipped it. 
Oh, an invitation for Cliff. What's this? It's an invitation for Cliff. Have you seen this? What I have. is this? Pull it out and open it. What is it? Open it. Am I gonna? Is it exciting? Yes. It's it's it is exciting. Yeah. Our, oh, I know what this is. An invitation. Oh, check this out. Cliff yep. Ravenscraft and guests. It's right here for those of you watching on it's the video. Our, it's our invitation. Can I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Read All it. All right. Grange Life presents uh, Michelle Benz. What? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Grange Life president Michelle Benz requests the honor of your presence at the 2011 Challengers Club trip Sunday, the 26th of June through Thursday, the 20, the 30th of June, 2011, the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Disney World, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. RSVP at www.grangelifetravel.com. Yep. That. Your dad handed that to me last night. And, um, is exciting. He said, I have something for you guys. And he handed, me, uh, handed it to me and... Um, Asked if I had told the kids, and I said, no, we didn't tell the kids just in case, you know, something happened and we couldn't go or Grange changed their mind. And he said, well, here's the invitation. They're not they're not backing out now. That's, so you so, just have to go online. And So can we tell the kids now? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think we'll we'll give it to Megan and let her read it. And, okay. And uh, and we'll do, we'll do that at dinner tonight. How's that okay. sound? Yep. Awesome. Um, Megan, Woo, Megan knows cool. Megan knows that it was a possibility that oh, we would go did? to Florida that we would go to Florida um, because I told her she has to buy a bathing suit, which okay, she, she she's a female. We don't like shopping for bathing suits. Okay. Um, but she despises them. And so um, just telling her and prepping her that she's going to have to buy a bathing suit because we're not going to do what we did in St. Thomas. <laughs> that, yeah. was, uh, that was um, not fun for mom. But um, so she has an idea, but um, this will be fun to, I can't wait to tell the other two. Yeah. Now Mary's in the chat room. She says, if you guys want to know some Disney websites to look at, I'd be glad to recommend a few. It's really best to do some planning before you go. And, and, and I, number one, I want to say, I, I appreciate that. Yes. And in fact, if you want to put some links, Mary, uh, in the sh- in the uh, the comment section for this episode of Family from the Heart, which by the way is episode one fifty seven, so f- folks can go to uh, familyfromtheheart.com, episode number one hundred fifty seven. Look at the comments and and hopefully Mary and some other people will put their links and stuff. I want to say that Stephanie and I consider ourselves to be uh, Disney World veterans, <laughs> right? <laughs> because w- this will be our fifth trip to Disney World. I think or sixth, fifth or sixth trip in 11 years, in 11 years. Cause, um, <laughs> Grange life would send us every, every other year yeah. to Disney and, and our family. And so, um, we absolutely love going to Disney. It, it is a blast. Um, of course I, I can tell you this. We absolutely go- it, love going to Disney. We absolutely all love paid. coming home too. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I, I remember we recorded a podcast, um, Back when it was, this whole room was one and the little desk was right here where Megan's door is and yeah. uh, talking about, oh, we just got back from Disney. We're so exhausted. We need a vacation from our vacation. Yep. Yep. And, um, and can you imagine how many miles we're going to walk? I know. That's going to be awesome. Hey, I'll be at a healthy BMI by then. <laughs> <laughs> or after for Dude, sure. My body is so going to be Florida ready. Yeah. Hey, Mary says she's got us beat though. Your, your body's going to be Florida ready. 
You don't find that funny. I think it's awesome. Okay. I think you're Florida ready now, baby. I'm not. Trust me. You're looking good. All right. So I saw myself naked today. Oh, I'm come not. on. Trust me. So anyway. Oh, email. Gotcha. Ready? Yes. Okay. This is from Stephanie. All right. Go, Stephanie. Okay. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. My response won't be quite as lengthy as the others, but I wanted to tell you about my experience homeschooling my son. I homeschooled him third through sixth grade. We never attended a homeschool curriculum convention because after viewing the vendors brochures and websites, none of them appealed to us. At the time, we were a very on a very tight budget, um, so we used the library a lot. Because I wanted to keep my son on the state's education standards, we used the public school's textbooks, which the library housed for each grade. We also went on many field trips. Living in Nashville at the time, we were lucky that so many historic and educational locations slash museums had homeschool days, which charged a minimal fee and sometimes even free. We also used a local university where my son was able to take PE with other homeschoolers as well as attend lectures, plays, concerts, etc. My son loves technology like yours, so we tried to incorporate it into the lessons as much as possible while still making sure he was working on his handwriting. When he returned to public school in seventh grade, he was actually ahead of his class. So in all, I just wanted to let you know that there is no one way to homeschool. If you don't like the curriculum you see, it's okay. There are so many alternatives out there. The first six months is usually trial and error. Use Matt's learning style to guide what kind of curriculum to use. I wish you all the best of luck. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for that encouraging feedback. and And I think that that is what is leaning us towards a computer-based curriculum. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is Matt's learning style. Yeah. And the other thing, and they're not here, right? So nobody can hear us. Yeah, no, they're not here. (laughs) That's something that one of the things that I want to do is I'm pretty sure, Stephanie, that I want to get Kent to get Matt a Kindle. Right. You know, actually, I want to get Megan a Kindle too. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I, I think both of those, uh, both of them would benefit greatly from having a Kindle. I agree. And because I I think technology is something that our family obviously adopts and and loves and and it's helpful and i love the fact that we can buy books once and it's on all of our devices and and all of those things and we could sit down and read together as a family Mm -hmm. and and just i just love it anyway matthew has requested that he and i sit down and read um deathly hollows Hollows. so we are currently um which is not available for the kindle it is not so we are um we're reading the book yeah Although Thank I've, you, Karen. I'm cert- I am certain that there is a... W- yes, exactly. Thank <laughs> you, Karen. Which we haven't talked to Karen in a we while. We haven't. Not since the community call a few months ago. Yeah. Well, I, I think I got an email from her since then. But um, anyway, It was Karen, for our ears only. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. It was about headphones, which I still haven't contacted <laughs> her. <laughs> You're terrible. Yeah. You're really terrible. I am terrible. You should do that. Uh, is your headphones okay? <laughs> you haven't complained any since then. <laughs> you know me. I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so homeschool Kindle, yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we talked about this in Business Tech Weekly. 
But uh, they're, Kindle just announced that they're going to do library lending of Kindle books now. I already knew that because someone at our library told me. Really? Did yes. they say when it's coming? No, but it's soon. It's soon. I think that... Um, Why? How did they know to tell you? Um, because it, it's a it's a mom at um, Tumbling okay. who works at the library. And I often sit there and read my Kindle. Ah, and, and she told you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think they have limited if you ask now. Like it's not public knowledge yet, except I just said it publicly. But um, if you inquire about it, they may have it available already. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited about this yeah. this idea that you can start borrowing books and and not just once, but after it expires, you can go back and yep. reborrow the book and your your notes and your highlights and all of that stuff stay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it it really is. It's exciting to see the library move with the times, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that that we can continue to use it as a resource. Yeah. Yeah, and see, so April. I hear in, a no doubt coming. No, I, I, I was <laughs> just looking just at like, the yeah, chat room. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, April says that she would rebuy the uh, J.K. Rowling books if they were came out in the Kindle. Yeah, I think a lot of people I, I, would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, gosh, you 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 have you owned all the Twilight books. I did, and you bought them on the and, Kindle, and I had already been through all the books except for the final one, mm-hmm. and I bought the entire Twilight saga. I know. For the Kindle, because I wanted to read that last book on the Kindle, mm-hmm. and and of course I could have bought just the last book, but I knew that you would like to yeah. have it on your Kindle and and stuff like that. So yeah. I love having things on the Kindle. It's awesome. The Kindle's awesome. Love the Kindle. You know, I went for many years saying I'm gonna buy Redeeming Love. I'm gonna buy Redeeming Love, and I never went out and bought it. And the last time I said it, Cliff pulled it up. He bought it. He sent it to my to my kindle and i now have my own copy yeah and have you read it since then on the kindle yeah all the way through yeah yeah and i read the ending twice yeah see i love it so yeah i have so cool Mm -hmm. uh, anyway we we go (laughs) matter of fact i I could probably i could probably start a whole kindle podcast just talking about the awesomeness that is the kindle we're enjoying them yeah very much anyway so uh oh one last thing. This is not our, actually it is kind of in our show notes because I, I put it last minute. I don't know if we can talk about it in five minutes or left, well, but we can try. Are we going to talk about the gateway oh, content? Some gateway content. Well, I think we can talk about that in five minutes. Right. Um, I would say, here, here's how I would do it. I okay. would say that um, we made it our goal and priority uh-huh. to make Family from the Heart yes. a focal point of the gspn.tv. Yes, we did. To take that focus off of Lost and other entertainment-related shows mm-hmm. and move it toward our more family inter- Right. Yes. We family. Did, we did not make it our desire and our purpose to abandon the other ones. No. But to shift the focus, absolutely. That's what I just said. I know. That's a, okay. I'm, I'm just... I'm just wanting to make sure that people don't for hear emphasis. for I want to exa- for emphasis, but I want to make sure people don't assume that yeah. we purposely ab- we made no. it our intent to abandon others. I don't think we abandoned we, anything, but we did. We did. We we purposely decided to shift our focus, focus. away from entertainment mm-hmm. and onto family. And we started that during the hiatus, mm-hmm. the last hiatus 
um, before Lost season six aired. Yes. We have now successfully done that. We successfully fulfilled that that goal. Yes, we did. And we switched the focus to the more family oriented and, and the, the biz- technology and, and the business side. And the, the balanced living stuff. Right. Um, obviously, Lost went off the air. Very sad day. We all cried. And, um, and the other shows became unpodcast worthy well, to for, the it, Ravenscrafts. For us, yes. We, I, we, I just said this was how I would say it. I'll keep going. So, look, I still got like five minutes left. You still got four more minutes. You're good. And um, so what we're finding now is that people aren't finding us as easily as they were when we were doing entertainment-based podcasting. Right. People are still finding us just through word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And there are some people who are actually doing search for family-related content, who are doing search for business technology, who are some of the technology. But, um, but yeah, it, we are not seeing the influx right. of, of people who are searching for content that's... For many years, for many years, our feedback would come in and be like, I found you through the Lost Podcast. I found you through the Grey's Anatomy Podcast. And I fell in love with this, this, and this as a result of that. And we came to know love in you guys. And I started listening to some yeah. of your other shows. And right. wow, I'm so glad I did. You and... Know? Uh, and so we're not we're not saying that it's going to be um, all about uh, TV shows anymore, and it's not going to be about family friendly content. But we are getting back into some of those what Cliff likes to call the gateway drug, <laughs> the yes. gateway podcast, um, things that are out there and people are talking about and and. Getting Talk. ourselves interested in them and, and talking about them as well. Well, and, and see, that's the that's the critical thing. Number one, we are when we talk about gateway content, we mean content where people are actively searching for a community of people who are passionate about a particular topic that is hugely and vastly popular. Whether that be a television show, whether that be a book or a series of books or or whatever the case may be. So some examples of gateway content would be the Lost Podcast, um, the Grey's Anatomy Podcast, the Desperate Housewives, uh, the Twilight Saga, which is about a a series of books. And then, of course, um, another one that most people wouldn't think of, but the Virtual Assistant Podcast that I did, Mm -hmm. that is another gateway podcast. It's more gateway content. So the thing is, though, is we've been thinking there are two two reasons why we've we really brought this up in a very intense way in our in our business meeting yesterday. Number one is because we do want or no, it's actually number two. Uh, we do want to see our community grow. We want to see the number of people who know about what we're doing. We want to see that grow. But the other thing is, is that we never intentionally abandoned the entertainment content. No. It was never our intention to do that. But, <laughs> but the writers just made it so easy. They made it so easy, but we also investigated. We we said, okay, why did we quit doing this? Right. And really, one of the reasons is because we actually came in and we we moved to th- Thursday live show day. And so and if it all of fall on Thursday, if it doesn't fall on Thursday, it's like, oh, do we really have time for this? It's not scheduled. And well, even yesterday in our meeting, we're like, so when are we going to do this? Because we talked about taking yep. a, a, a block of time and coming in and recording, you know, like several episodes of um, different 
kinds of of shows on different kinds of topics and um and we're like so we'll have we'll have this block of time and then they can be you know released in in increments you know over time and uh but we'll have this this block every week and that's when we'll go in and do this and we can't find it like we yet. we can't we haven't found it yet um obviously it can't happen on thursday because there's not you know that two chunk of yeah there's not two more hours left in the day and um and uh so yeah just having a difficult time finding that right time but we're working on it yeah and and so here's the goal that we set for ourselves within the next two weeks we are going to uh we are going to sit down and we're going to pull out a two-hour block of time on a weekly basis all right and that two-hour block of time will be devoted to gateway content uh creation all right now we are not currently committing that to be live in fact the chances are depend especially the it depends on the uh, the the time, the time, the block of time that right. we choose. But there's a there's a high likelihood that we may not make that because if it ends up being in pajama hours, yeah, mm, exactly. that won't be live. Exactly. So, but but it would still be ga- the gateway content, and we would uh, definitely see that as being valuable. And and it's staying true to what people first fell in love with about us is us talking about our love of things that are not so serious. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, it's kind of fun to just talk about something that isn't life changing and and so important and stuff like that. But just it's a fun escape. And uh, we kind of miss that ourselves talking about it. But we have just had the issue of the time. So we're going to within the next two weeks, it's our desire to block out two hours of time. And that two hours would be um, uh, two hours would be filled with this kind of content and it could be a mixture of all kinds of different stuff we don't know one of the things that we're thinking of as a book and do we want to tell them not what yet. we're thinking not yet okay let's start it and see if we get into it first okay yeah all right so. I, don't, I don't you said it at home team the other you're you're notorious for speaking before yeah we really should yeah so, um right. I, we'll wait all right we'll wait so there How's you go. that for suspense? Yeah, I know. I did it. I did it on on another podcast earlier today. So people are really, really left it suspenseful. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, we'll we'll start reading it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And we'll go from there. But just know this: um, the the entertainment based content is something that is on our agenda, and it's something we want to bring back. And yeah. um, you know, and I haven't forgotten about the community voice. I've also got that on my to-do list to reschedule. We we had it scheduled for right after Family from the Heart. Not a good time. No, it wasn't a good time for me if it started at three o'clock every week. Yeah, and um, and it doesn't. It doesn't for a whole number of reasons. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's another question. Do we want to do we want to start? Blame it all on Andy. No, let's not do that. Do we want to start the show at two thirty? Would it be better for you? Because for you're you? never, I'm here. Would it work? So that's cool with you? Yeah. All right. So Family from the Heart is moving to 2.30. That's what time we start now anyway. I, it, it, has it ever started at 2? Long time ago. All right. So I'm deleting all events in the series. I'm going to next week and it's still showing there. So I'll fix that. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode 
of Family from the Heart. Um, you can uh, head over yep. to GSPN. Oh, I can mom in the chat room says we don't want you both to burn out. So pace yourselves. Yes. And you're, you're hitting it right on the nose. That, that's, that's what, what we're we avoiding. Did. Anyway, GSPN.TV slash Easter 2011. Go save lots of money with Mardell. Happy Easter. Join the community.